the really fun YouTube channel, Your Dinosaurs Are Wrong, did a <laughs> Feathers special late last week, and we'll link to it, and you could watch it and then come back to right now. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, they were very feathery. Um, and you guys should check out the Wikipedia article for Velociraptors, because they're actually really little, and they, they're like about like a large chicken or a small turkey. So when I refer to them as the fearsome chicken, because they all of the, well, a lot of the Wikipedia dinosaur articles have a scale model of this guy, and he's like standing there and waving next to whatever um, <laughs> dinosaur it is. Yes. And it's like, hi, fearsome chicken. <laughs> that was my and favorite. It's, it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. So not only are the uh, fearsome chickens naked, um, but all of their wrists are broken and full of extra bones. Poor Be babies. Because theropod dinosaurs could clap and clasp their hands together, but their wrists didn't rotate and they especially couldn't pronate downwards towards the ground. Um, so... They didn't look like Mr. Burns standing up like he normally does with his <laughs> hands forward. They looked like Mr. Burns saying, excellent. Right. Turned inward, clasped. Yep. Excellent. Um, and that's a much better position if you're going to grab something and put it into your mouth. Right. Which you will if your mouth is quite as bitey as, as the fearsome chicken's mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> the internet is full of the argument of, well, you know, it wouldn't be canon to stick feathers on the animals because they weren't there 20 years ago. Um, and there's an avalanche of problems with that. First of all, the only animal that is from the original island is the Tyrannosaur, uh, who fans have affectionately named Rexy. Oh, is it literally the same one? She is uh, intended to be the same one, according oh, to okay. the official Jurassic World mock park website, which is actually a really <laughs> cool demonstration of CSS3 and responsive design. You should check oh, it out. I will have to... I have... Confession, I have not done that. She, she's, the, uh, she's the only animal from the original park, um, and it's very dubious that she could have survived... Um, although in the Lost World it is revealed that the animals could have designed their bread in lysine deficiency by eating soy and then eating each other, there weren't <laughs> a large number of herbivores in the original park. There weren't enough for her to eat yeah. and survive for, like, it, well, not just the 20 years between movies, but, it, you know, 10 or 15 years between when they actually revisited the first island to start rebuilding. Um, so she'd probably be dead because of that. Um, and she would also be dead because if she's alive now, she's the oldest Tyrannosaur of all time. Yeah, I was going to say, about how long would they live? Well, the oldest one we have is Sue, and she was 28 when she died. Um, and the cause of death is not known. Like, there wasn't, you know, some giant gash to her side right. or it wasn't apparent that whatever forces buried her killed her like it wasn't you know like a cataclysm of some sort um which means that you know maybe it was of old age maybe right. she's a fossil we actually have that died of old age instead of you know being too bitey yeah <laughs> <laughs> or encountering something too bitey which would have been difficult because she was also the largest we have yeah 
Um, so anyway, the dinosaur would have been 10 years older than the oldest Tyrannosaur we found. Um, and we actually have a lot of Tyrannosaur skeletons. It's a species we know a lot about, so this is not as dubious as, you know, some other things that we infer from a single bone like Spinosaurus. And don't get me started on Spinosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to. Um, let's, let's just say that, you know, raised in captivity, cats live four times as long as they do outside because of lack of predation so whatever she's alive she's the original dna plan she's made out of half frog she doesn't have feathers mm -hmm. during the book uh the chapter called uh version 4.4 hammond and dr Wu have a conversation where at this point the animals on the island are as far as Crichton, the author, is concerned, um, they're accurate in terms of DNA. Like, they're as close to the DNA as they could possibly get cloned and went out there. And Wu wants to genetically engineer them to be more reptilian in behavior to not only be easier to maintain, but more in line with the public perception of what dinosaurs were at the time the book was written in the uh, late 80s. And Hammond is, like, really angrily against it. He says, you know, he wants the animals as they were. He doesn't want genetically engineered approximations. Well, no, he, he gets genetically engineered approximations, but he doesn't want them altered intentionally for any reason. The first making of Jurassic Park documentary, narrated by James Earl Jones. It's wonderful. Mm. Um, and multiple people involved in the film, Spielberg especially, but also everyone working on the dinosaurs, is completely positive and enamored with getting this opportunity to portray the animals with the most up-to-date science we have. So they still look like lizards, but... They are bird-like in behavior, and this was new back then. I mean, the science wasn't new. It was, a, it was decades old, but as far as the public was concerned, this was the right. first time people saw, saw dinosaurs as active between warm and mesothermal animals, like, you know, running and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not just lumbering and right. in impossible postures and... All of that crap. Yeah. So it was it was not only the author's ideal, but it was also the original filmmaker's ideal to present the animals as accurate as possible. So if 20 years of improvements have occurred in their cloning techniques to the ability where they can apparently arbitrarily splice random animals together that are nowhere near each other in the evolutionary tree. Yeah, like We'll get to that later. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> Um, you'd think they would have been able to engineer dinosaurs that were more accurate or at least have better cloning and with the additional science that's come about, fill in the gaps with bird DNA for dromaeosaurs instead of amphibian DNA, which is just, just no, not even close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> um, and they would have, you know, come out feathered. Uh, similarly, um, if the raptors survived and had a breeding population, you could also argue that, okay, well, maybe 
one of their methods of genetic engineering is something which we're experimenting right now to build a chickenosaurus, which is you, <laughs> you start with the embryo and instead of messing with the DNA, you just mess with the signals it's receiving and tell the embryo to, you tell the embryonic chicken to grow a tail and a snout instead of a beak and so on and so forth. Right. Say they clone the perfect raptor and they decide, okay, we don't want feathers, so we turn feathers off in the embryonic stage, then the offspring wouldn't pass down that change. It would pass down its actual genome rather than its expressed, and you would get feathered offspring. Right. So there are a bunch of ways that you can decide to have accurate feathered, especially raptors, in the movie and not really break canon, and I think... um, that maybe would be more in line with the book's dead author would have intended. Although, I mean, I don't, I'm not like super duper married to what Crichton would want because he was kind of a crackpot. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't read any <laughs> of his other stuff. He's so yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, it is like a super compelling idea. Like, what if we could have dinosaurs? Like, I would be all over riding the little baby try to. Fr- the little baby triceratops I would like to pet all of the herbivores yeah they'd probably be bitey though yeah try petting a bull no (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I will Um, I'll give the film the intelligence because it looks like they actually dialed it down from previous films as recent science has shown that uh, dinosaurs at best reached maybe cat levels of intelligence um the only way we have to measure this is the encephalization quotient which is the ratio of brain mass to body mass or vice versa no brain brain mass is the uh is the first part because higher numbers are better humans are Hmm. around uh seven ish um early hominids go back as far as a five i would probably put bigfoot in the fives as well (laughs) Uh, dolphins are just below that, and dogs and cats are just around one, depending on breed and variations. Right. So that would put, um, and dinosaurs were just at the very end of the Cretaceous, the smarter ones, which were still the dromaeosaurs, the raptors, the troodontids, in the almost one-ish area. Uh, not quite as good as crows, which are maybe around fours, I think. But, you know, they were getting there, but they certainly weren't solving problems because even though we we know their uh, relative brain mass to the animal, that doesn't take into account, like, the foldiness of the brain. Mm. Um, and that's another indicator of a more complicated brain. So if you find a smooth brain, it was kind of dumb no matter how big it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I was okay with the intelligence. I was okay that the uh, whole training aspect to them was... I love that he was clicker training. Exactly. He, he was clicker <laughs> training them, and they were behaving like badly behaved dogs. I don't see why it would. I, if you don't have a bucket of rats, I don't know what their motivation is. And I mean, like, my cats don't do anything if they're not if there's not some immediate motivation. They're not dogs. They don't care about pleasing me. Exactly. There's no reason to suppose that a velociraptor would be interested in obedience. <laughs> yeah, it would be interested in eating. Um, 
And, uh, oh, unfortunately, there is no evidence of pack behavior. That was just kind of pulled out of the air. Mm. Um, so, I mean, they may have done cooperative hunting the same way that, like, a bunch of non-feral house cats will chase and kill a turkey. They're not really cooperating. They're just all after the same prey and not really interested in fighting each other until they have a corpse to fight over. Right. You know, like, that's that's not coordinated pack hunting. That's not like wolves or lions where there's, you know, more of a strategy involved. Did they really have particularly good noses? Like, the whole here, sniff this chunk of meat and go find this thing? Like, uh, Tyrannosaurus probably did. Hmm. Um, in fact, the only thing that rivals the Tyrannosaurus in terms of smelling ability is the modern turkey vulture, hmm. which is quite good at smelling things from obnoxiously long distances away. Oh, by the way, if you want to Google something really, really awesome, Google the bearded vulture. Yeah, go look at that thing and then tell me that feathered dinosaurs aren't scary enough. Yeah, <laughs> that thing, that is like the most fearsome, fearsome chicken. And it also comes in blood colored. Yeah. <laughs> Tangenting on to Tyrannosaurus senses, between <laughs> the first and second book, Crichton recons himself twice, first by letting Malcolm live so he can be all preachy again, um, right. and second by um, having the... Tyrannosaurs of the island not suffer from can only see things that move, and he and I don't even think anyone bothers to hypothesize that maybe the one on the other island, you know, just had a personalized had blindness, you know, or something like that. Um, <laughs> he just sort of blatantly retcons himself with one of the characters thinking they can sit still and not be eaten, and they're just blatantly eaten. Right. Um, because Tyrannosaurus had better binocular vision than Velociraptor. Not worse. Hmm. So raptors were eagle-ish and Tyrannosaurus were hawkish in hmm. terms of how well they could see things in front of their faces. Incidentally, a dinosaur that wasn't used in any of the films that was larger than Tyrannosaurus, the uh, Cacarodontosaurus, uh... <laughs> That might be uh, why they didn't use that one. Well, the slightly better named Giganotosaurus and Tyrannotitan. Tyrannotitan. That, that's a good one. Um, did have pretty shitty binocular vision for especially late Cretaceous carnivores. Um, were and they sniffers? No, they were just... Uh, they were just really big, so it didn't they matter. They were just really big, and it didn't matter because uh, at their at their so they didn't live at the end end of the Cretaceous when the uh, asteroid hit. They were in the middle and early parts, so there were still giant sauropods around then, and oh, okay. you could see those from anywhere yeah. with any vision. <laughs> and unlike the Tyrannosaurus jaw, which is made for literally crushing bone, we'll get to that in a minute. The Carcharodontosaurs. Uh, were the lineage from Allosaurus, which had more knifey teeth, and they would trauma the animal to death. So they could go after something much bigger than it, because all they would have to do is 
rake its jaws across the side of it and just watch it bleed to death over the course of a day or however long it takes, depending on right. the size of the animal and how many times they do that to it. And sauropods being the dumbest thing that's ever walked the planet <laughs> um, wouldn't really have uh, the social intelligence to really do anything about that happening to anyone in the herd. So it would slow down. It wouldn't be able to keep up. And you just follow it until it dies. Right. Tyrannosaurus had a different skull, which was uniquely specialized to deliver the strongest terrestrial bite force of all time. Not just in terms of absolute force, but proportional given its size as well. The only thing that was greater than it was the Mosasaur, which being a fuck ton larger and at only (laughs) three times the strength, you can see where that proportional factor comes into play. Right. That was, I appreciated that. uh, That was one of those, right? In the the pond? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that, that one's, I think my favorite, uh, other than the cute, the petting zoo, um, Triceratops guys. That's not a dinosaur. It's a marine reptile. Whatever. At least it's from the late Cretaceous. <laughs> so it is Mesozoic. It does belong there as much as the pterosaurs do. Um, but the reason I bring up the Tyrannosaur Bite Force is because in both of the fights it got into in Jurassic Park 3 and in Jurassic World against the Indominus Rex, the first right. thing it does is get an excellent neck hold on the other animal and Based on Triceratops fossils we have with Tyrannosaur teeth marks in the frill, um, that's what they did to remove heads of things. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That would pop your head off no problem. Yeah, like that isn't the start of the fight. That's the end of it. You have to not let it get that. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're armored. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Indominus was not armored. Well, I mean, it is. it. uh, So according to the uh, official website here, its constituent parts that are actually dinosaurs are the Giganotosaurus and a bunch of Abelosaurus, so Rugops, Majungasaurus, Carnotaurus, um, and they all had some sort of crazy crap on their head. It wasn't armor, but it was just thick, like tough, thicker stuff. bone. Um, of course, being predators, it didn't serve as armor. It was species identification and uh, sexual displays. Mm. Um, but it just didn't look very armored in the neck and head area. No, especially not on the underside. Yeah. I don't know. So that that would have ended the fight rather quickly. I mean, I guess Rexy is, you know, fairly geriatric as well. <laughs> True. <laughs> but Still, that's just, I mean, I know it's a cool shot to have the Tyrannosaur bite onto something and then, you know, they wrestle around with the uh, chokehold on the other thing. But no, even if it didn't get a good enough or long enough grip, I should say, to just shear through the bones on the inside. Oh, and I should uh, put a video in the show notes of uh, what happens (laughs) when you put a uh, uh, ostrich bone inside a scale Tyrannosaur mouth. Spoiler, it blows up. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Just the trauma from that and the amount of flesh that would come out with the mouth when you got out of that hold. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, it it's, be some it's pretty not serious. good for the other animal. <laughs> no. Although, I mean, you know, it's kind of weird. 
for me was like so there was this field of dead sauropods whatever they were um there wasn't very much blood like i couldn't see why they were all dead they they yeah like they were scratched but there wasn't like nobody had their entrails out and i get that they're trying to maintain like their pg-13 rating or whatever whatever or was it pg anyway but like i just it why were they dead they didn't look very dead to me yeah that seemed like a really lazy shot like and eh, just throw them out in the field let the audience count them yeah there should be like <laughs> a lot more blood or guts out you know <laughs> insides on the outside heads popped off that sort of thing yeah for the uh, gruesome so the deaths that did occur to people in the movie were the most gruesome that have occurred in the film so far um but they were very not bloody i would have expected more more blood like and like the so the douchey army guy like when he gets like we he's killed right yeah like you think that would be more concrete yeah i uh so so the the raptor bites his hand um we're not sure which raptor it is are we um i don't know i couldn't um and you know then there's a blood splatter that hits a wall and i you know just it just basically happens off screen yeah i kind of like wanted to see him die you know yeah he should have suffered a little bit bit more on screen because he was he was he had a really really stupid idea anybody that stupid get like oh yeah we're gonna have velociraptors on the battlefield yeah that makes sense (laughs) you're gonna let them out of a helicopter and they're just gonna go find the trees and make a home for themselves yeah, like they're not highly motivated. You know what? The if if humans were actually ever going to be able to do that sort of thing, I think we would have done it like with bears or something. You know, because so, but predator animals, generally speaking, are not highly motivated. Now, dogs and and to some extent, house cats are an exception, but mostly animals don't really want to do anything for us and like the shit that they have to do to circus animals like would probably unsuit them for military use and I don't know I thought that was stupid do do we want to bitch about the Indominus now yeah we can bitch yeah. about the Indominus so that's not how genetic engineering works <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I, I could leave it at that but you, you can't just mix DNA like one piece at a time like that especially predictably especially things that are just so incredibly unrelated to each other um, a tyrannosaurus is more related to a sparrow than it is to a stegosaurus um, and for that matter a giganotosaurus which is which uh, visually from looking at the animal is where the uh model makers at ILM obviously started. Incidentally, with the incorrect holotype skull, which was distorted to be longer because they made a 2D, 3D error in putting the pieces back together. Mm. And sort of the top is a perfect half moon shape instead of having a narrower back like the rest of the Calcarodontosaurus. (laughs) So their made of animal was made off, was made up out of a made-up animal, essentially. Right. 
the the un, the unintended consequences of the pieces they're mixing together is you know supposed to be a callback to the whole chaos theory thing and you know the frog yeah. DNA let them breed. Um, the cuttlefish DNA's purpose was related to helping growth, right? it survive its growth, right? Endure its rapid growth, not not even like just turn on the rapid growth, just endure it, right? Because as we mentioned earlier tyrannosaurs took 18 years to reach their size that was probably true for anything else roughly its size so so they throw in of all things cuttlefish and but like and that makes it color changey and like we cuttlefish know, we, are color changey we we know that about cuttlefish that's not a obscure yeah. thing i mean granted that's I've... that's not how things would combine and that's not what would happen but still it's just like eh, lazy writing yeah <laughs> There was also something dumb, something about heat resistance, but I forget. Oh, what. tree frogs. <gasps> right. Which, um, oh, yeah. The, which, yeah. quote unquote, allowed it to alter its thermal output. Um, so I haven't looked this up, but I'm pretty sure what tree frogs do is like everything else that's ever weird about an animal related to mating. And they probably just made themselves look warmer or cooler in the thermal spectrum to indicate receptiveness. Yeah, I don't think you can completely but like. But you can't go to they zero. They don't have cloaking. <laughs> you still you still give off heat, um, and especially something that moves like the Indominus Rex did is right. certainly extremely warm blooded. So it can't just go to sleep like an alligator, where it almost stops pumping its blood around. It's you know, it is very much still alive and very warm. <laughs> Yeah, and and the whole like it's it's tricking us by scratching the wall. Like what? I don't think so. Like, I mean, you, cats you and dogs. They, you think they would have like panned up immediately to show the scratches going over the wall? Like, I felt like they didn't even do a good job of like. Yeah, it didn't really seem. Plausible. Like I didn't feel tricked. No, like, I it was looked like, like it scratched at the wall. Right, like a kitty cat. Yeah. Reminder, I did enjoy the film. I can't wait right. to buy it on iTunes and watch it frame by frame and really soak <laughs> in the CGI. Um, the CGI was good. Yeah. Um, I was very convinced that I was looking at um, Epcot, but for dinosaurs. Hmm. I, I was very convinced that this was an overcrowded theme park. The sponsorships weren't corny because have you been to Disney lately? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, I I felt very convinced that at least the Main Street part of it was, um, you know, realistic and felt like a finished park. Whereas the first one didn't really have any of those areas. The original right. visitor center seemed pretty small and was also the head of operations and apparently the only building on the island. Yeah, that was, I don't know. Uh, I thought all the throwbacks to the first film were good and tasteful. Like, they, you know, acknowledge that this movie has to do a lot of fan service, and yeah, it did, and other than, I don't know how they got 20-year-old gasoline to light. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't think that the only, I, I think there might be more, especially since it's a very moist climate, I think there might be more wrong with those old-ass Jeeps than a couple of kids with some wrenches could really deal with. Yeah. <laughs> like, the spark plugs might be a little bit corroded. 
I, I don't think there would be a single working part on them. Yeah, I... I maybe, uh, maybe if you're lucky, you could unscrew one of the headlights and attach it to two of the batteries, and it would kind of glow a little. Yeah, also, <laughs> how do they get the engine to turn over? We didn't see them push-starting it. It started right up. Like, how right, magical like, batteries? Like, you, right, they, they just picked another battery off the shelf and put it in. It's like, uh, yeah. no, the battery that was in there has the same problems that that one has had sitting on the shelf for 20 years. The fact that it was They're plugged in. They're both dead. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help it at all. Do you know how batteries work? <laughs> There's one thing batteries do, it's die. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to do a follow-up tech show at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I did enjoy the movie, though. I did. I, def- I, thought, I definitely enjoyed it, yeah. It was a perfectly fine summer action movie. If you if that's what you're looking for, um, I, I wouldn't tell you not to go see it. I think it was fine. I mean, it was shallow. The characters were whatever, but it had really fun to watch dinosaurs. Yeah!